Hey now, it's Central Division. I'm David Coggins in New York with my good friend, Michael Williams. Hi, Michael. Hey, David. I'm here in the Pacific Palisades. The warm breeze is blowing in off the Pacific. It travels thousands of miles to, to meet me right here on this on this hillside. So do people in California like look at weather and when there's, you know, all these people putting in snow on Instagram from New York, which is sort of tedious if people do it every, do you kind of like secretly love to see everyone else suffering? Cause I feel like people who move to California and they're like the weather and I'm playing tennis and golf and, and just, you know, it's always this are just kind of like other people suffering because it validates all their decisions they've made. <laughs> Definitely. If you move from the East coast, yeah. the, I, I remember the, the first or second winter, a lot of that was happening like winter weather on Instagram. And I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. I'm so happy to not be enduring this. I actually, I don't, I don't really mind the winter, you know, just, I just grew up with like a lot of, a lot of precipitation winter events, you know, as <laughs> yeah. my dad calls them. Um, but you know, it, it is nice. The nice thing about the weather, two things I'll say about that. And then what we can shuffle on to our main yeah. agenda. Um, the, you never have to think about the weather here, which is why I think it's hard to dress well here because it doesn't really matter. There's no, you never get burned. You know, like if you don't mm. check the weather in New York, you could theoretically be very mismatched <laughs> for what's happening. Right? Sure. Here it's like, ah, like it's, you're not really, nothing's going to happen. Um, so that's nice. And you can kind of go out any day of the year and do whatever it is you desire to do outside, ride a bike or whatever. But the funny thing is, the really interesting weather tidbit is people love to talk about the traffic here because there's no weather talk. <laughs> right. So we all share the traffic. The, the funny thing is about the traffic. I, I once was doing a book event and somehow it, it was raining and the people who lived in LA were like, Oh, this is a disaster. I said, <laughs> why? Because he's like, cause no one wants to drive in the rain. And I was like, that's, that can't be true. And they're like, no. And like all these different people kept saying, Oh, how was it last night? It was tough because of the rain and no one. And, and of course, like the event was, was like awful you know like i mean there was like eight of us standing around me actually maybe i think miles was there honestly our guest miles fisher from last week and, and it was a co-event with matt hrannick now i remember at sid mashburn when we were it was let's just say it was intimate gathering <laughs> because nobody was going to go out not the snow not the ice that it was raining in california and i thought this is incredible uh, well two, two things about the events well i remember that event it was fun and i'm glad it wasn't packed um yeah. so we could everyone could talk but right the there's no culture of going to events in LA. Not like, it's not like New York where people are like, all right, I'll go to David yeah. Coggins, book event, stop by, see a friend for a drink. And then we're having dinner at eight at wherever um, here. That's like, it's just not possible the way the traffic and geographically the city is set up. So that's one. But the second thing is, if it's the first rain of like the fall, it, there, it's actually like kind of dangerous and people are terrible drivers. So right. because it never rains, the roads, you know, collect a lot of oil, like all mm. your, you know, or whatever, mm. they just become really slippery the first rain of the year. And so like the roads are actually bad and it's kind of dangerous and no one knows how to drive. So it's like, no one really, I mean, I think that's part of it, but the other part of it's people are just, you know, weird. And that's just. Now, now young Michael Williams growing up in Cleveland, dealing with 
winter precipitation events would not believe now he's saying oil is built up on the road on the first <laughs> rain in Los Angeles. I can't take the, the BMW 2002 out until it's at least the third precipitation oh, yeah. event. My goodness. The it's 2002 like, can go out whenever because it goes out on a flatbed. I call AAA, <laughs> they come pick it up and then they tow Thanks it to sorry. my, my mechanic of choice. Great. Great. <laughs> That's definitely, everyone tells themselves ahead of time before they get the old car. They're like, you know, this is going to be hard. Really? Like, oh yeah, I'm ready for it. Fast forward, you're like, no, not this. It's, um, it's, it's I took like, it out. I took it out like two weeks ago. I was like, I'm going to drive it. I'm going to be better about driving it so it actually gets run, and then it won't be so bad. And I went out and I had like three things to do, and I either flooded the car, it like will stall out and strand me. Um, it like backfired the loudest backfire you've ever heard, where people thought it was a gunshot, and uh, and then I like couldn't jump it because the I like think I took it to get washed and I couldn't even get it started at the car wash or whatever, and uh, and right then I was thinking I why do I own this car? But it's Incredible. it's not really that bad of a car. It just <laughs> I don't know. It's, that's just that's, how it that's goes. That's incredible uh, progression. Um, <laughs> it's nice to see you. It's nice. It's our last show before Christmas. It's the end of the year. I thought we both thought we could talk about things that are ending, hopefully things that are beginning. We're going to talk about the 21 Club, uh, which closed. Uh, we're going to talk about, I feel like it reassures people if they know what we're going to talk about, even if we migrate from those topics, we're going to talk about the 21 club. What if they all, talk. what if they all leave right now? Because they know <laughs> what we're going to talk about. I, th I They wanted to hear your take. They want to hear your insight. So the 21 club, we're going to talk about a little bit about Brooks brothers, a new start there. We're going to talk about the Michael Williams uh, divestment sale. If that's even a word and maybe a few other just year end thoughts. Um, let's talk about 21. Uh, the 21 club yeah um a lot of a lot of takes on it a place we both like and we and we should say we've heard it might reopen union things who knows but just just yeah it's an, an interesting thing in a quarantine and a place we've been away from that that announces that it's closed and, and you've had you had some you you missed that even though you you felt that even across the country yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's a lot of things about all of this time that are really sad and and uh, and it's been in certain ways hopeful and it's just been a challenging and sort of emotional year. And, you know, I think like we're all kind of prepared for things to change and every town is sort of losing restaurants that they love. And, and you know, I think that hospitality restaurant world has been, you know, sort of exceptionally hard hit. And it's it's sort of just hard to it's hard to help and hard to know what to do. And um, and then everything's changing. And I think we all know that. And then, you know, it's sort of one of those things where like, it's not going to happen to me or nothing, hey. nothing I'm interested in is going to, you know, go away that, you know, 21 cub could never go away. Right. And, uh, you know, it's like anything that you seem as you see as valuable, you think others will see it as valuable and, you know, someone will buy it or someone will swoop in and save it. And, you know, all those sorts of things. So when I saw that, I was, I was pretty shocked. And, you know, as, as sort of people talked about, the idea that they're potentially using this to, you know, redo their union contract or whatever that is. I don't really know. And, um, you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't really making a statement on that or, or in, you know, posting about it on Instagram or whatever. And I was sort of taken to task by some people on that one, which I thought was a little silly because, 
you know, we're all allowed to miss and be sad about the things that we're all sad about. It doesn't matter, sure. you know, anyway, but you know, 21's a special place. I, I actually like the, one of the jobs that got me into consulting when, you know, I started my, before I even had my blog was I worked for a company that owned J press and I kind of got the job randomly. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say I was young, but I was, I was younger and, um, <laughs> and knew a lot about the brand. And when I got to go there, I just heard a lot of stories about J press and, you know, you, you pointed out in what, what you wrote, which I really liked just talking about how the changes in the dress code there sort of kept making it into the New York times. And it it was a big deal, you know, when those changes happened and, and some of the iconic employees that, that, were there and are there. I think, you know, it was just like, I think it, it sort of punched above its weight a little bit, 21 club. Yeah. I think certain places just become part of a city and that you you don't have to love it. You might even not love it, uh, but you can't not acknowledge it. And 21 is part of this town and it's in, it's in movies. It's in the popular culture. It's everything from prohibition to Richard Nixon. I mean, that's a huge swath of this country <laughs> and this city. And and it, it also, interestingly, had it, it still had a mix of people. I think one thing that it stood for uh, is that New York could come together in a different way. And so you could have, I mean, I've been there and like Jack Welsh was there and I don't want to act like, I mean, I went there once a year, maybe, maybe twice. It wasn't like I was hanging out there. I liked going on a birthday. I liked the fact that it was sort of absurd. I liked the fact that it was theatrical, but also kind of uh, simple in a way. I mean, the menu didn't change and it shouldn't change. And I, and I think you could have finance people, uh, writers, uh, artists, even uh, at a time when media people could all come, business people could all come at that to that place, which is is what's great about the city. And and you don't yeah. even have to, of course, like <laughs> it's not about the food. The prices are insane. Say what you <laughs> want about the dress code, but that if you don't like those things, you probably don't like New York. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I mean, how many places are left that have a dress code? It's well, very very small. I, I, it, I, you know, you have to wear a sport coat at Le Bernardin. But I think what was funny about that is like when you went into that room, it wasn't fancy. Uh, you know, it isn't a formal dining room. It's yeah. a clubhouse. And yeah. so and so you're wearing a sport coat and tie for most of the time in a subterranean on like checkerboard, uh, you know, oil cloth, you know, having a burger. It's not like you're going <laughs> yeah. there to have, you know, uh, I mean, maybe they have Dover Soul, but you're not going there to have Eric Repair's cooking. You're going there to have a Caesar salad. And they used to crack the egg right into it next to your table. I mean, that is great stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, I think it's funny because I sort of always just think of it as 21 or 21 Club. I never really thought about the name. And then there's talk that it could potentially become a members club. And then when you think about it, you know, it seems like it actually is a club. It seems like because the food isn't really great. The atmosphere is is just kind of quirky. And there's a dress code. So they're like making you follow these rules. So it kind of feels like that in a way. And, you know, to me, it just, I don't know, just has this like larger than life persona. And, you know, I have friends like our mutual friend, Russell Kelly, um, and other people that just sort of, you, you, 
I, I would end up going to lunch with them a lot. And, you know, lunch was always at Bill's or at mm. Monkey Bar or at 21 mm. Club or, you know, these like five sort of classic places. Um, and, you know, it's just so I ended up going there quite a bit and then would go for special occasions. I like that it was like sort of formal, but then casual at the same time. Totally quirky. Well, you know, it's funny if you if you think about the city and I was just on uh, West 43rd Street today and that's where the New Yorker office used to be. And then you have the Algonquin Hotel and, and you would have writers and literary life in the middle of the city. And you have like John Cheever there and and, and E.B. White and, and heroes of of mine anyway and of many other people. And that the, that 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 was a part of. I think maybe in a way why we love 21 is because we love what the city isn't anymore. And you can't deny people that romance. It's the same way people love whatever Dan Tana's or something in LA. And it's like, I mean, I don't think they're really closing deals there, but you sort of wish they were, or we want some, or it's like going to Cafe de Flore in Paris. And yeah, there aren't existential philosophers there, but it's great, you know? And when you're there, you feel connected to a place and you know, I think you, you don't want to get too carried away. It's it, it was I, it, there was an article I even remember when the twenty one burger actually cost twenty one dollars. So this was a long time ago. Now it's like thirty five, I think, or it was, and that was like a scandal that a burger cost more than twenty dollars, and people were you know losing their mind over this twenty one dollar burger. And how could anything be worth this? And getting really mad. And now that's of course nothing. When I worked, <laughs> when I worked at my brief. Uh, time in corporate life at, at Bergdorf Goodman, I, and I was, you know, doing nothing. And I, all I would, half the time I was looking at wine lists on um, my computer. And there was this, you would, I'd go to the 21 club, which had this famous wine list. It, this is just online. I wouldn't, wouldn't go there. I would just look at what they called opportunities. So at the end of their list, where lots of, some places will have, you know, what they call like bin ends or just things that they're trying mm-hmm. to get rid of and, and mark the price down. But there. You've been listening to a free preview of Central Division, a podcast and newsletter between David Coggins and Michael Williams. To access all of our podcasts and all of our newsletters, visit centraldivision.substack.com. Thank you.